Welcome in to another episode of the Bet the Nerds Fantasy Show. We're here September 23rd, 2020. Um, we got Dolphins-Jaguars tomorrow night kicking off week three, the Beard versus Stash, um, and Minshew versus Fitzpatrick. For Before we get into the matchups uh, for week three, we have some news, and we're going to do some quick buy or sell, and a quick question, um, just to have a little fun. So let's get right into the news. Jalen Rager out six to eight weeks. Um, this just sucks for the rookie and already like an Eagles wide receiving core that was depleted. Uh, the only healthy receiving option is like Deshaun Jackson, who was already the rece- like the target leader. Do you have any interest in any of these um, Eagles options at all? Like, I guess Goddard and Ertz, but any of the receiver options? No, I'm not starting an Eagles receiver. Goddard and Ertz, in my opinion, even with some of these tough matchups and these bad performances by Carson Wentz, I think Goddard and Ertz are both weekly starters, but there's just no reliable other option besides those two, and those guys are getting a boatload of targets. So I'm not playing, like, Ortega Whiteside or, like, Deshaun Jackson just because just not seeing consistent production. Yeah. And then Christian McCaffrey, your first, your number one overall pick, has been put on the IR, meaning he will miss at least the next three weeks. I think this might actually be a blessing in disguise because you were already expecting him to miss the next three weeks, but now you can put him in your IR spot. And, like, you're, you don't have the risk of if he's going to play, he's going to be hampered by the injury and then maybe re-injure it. So you have an extra roster spot. It sucks that you like you know you're not gonna have McCaffrey for the next three weeks, and you're gonna have to make do without him. If you got Mike Davis, hopefully you do, and you're good with that. Definitely not the best situation. Um, Devonte Adams with the hamstring injury is a game time decision. Um, coach uh, Matt Lafleur said that his game status is in jeopardy. If Adams is to miss the game, do you prefer Alan Lazard or MVS? For me, it's Alan Lazard just because. Just because uh, he's like a more reliable and like steady option in this offense over MVS, whereas MVS is kind of that big play, he gets you like four catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Whereas Lazard is kind of a between the hashes, just get open, get the ball. He's a big target, and I think without Adams, he's the one that kind of fills that Adams role for Rodgers. But it does make me a little nervous about the Packers offense because that Saints defense is pretty good. And I would imagine that they could put Marshawn Lattimore on Lazard, and that's kind of a scary sight. Okay, Tyrod Taylor. This was a crazy story that broke this morning. Um, memes out the window already on it. The Chargers team doctor punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung when he was trying to like fix or give him pain meds for a cracked rib. Sabotage. First of all, why would you let your quarterback play with a cracked rib? Second of all. Did he have Jay Herbie on his fantasy team? Like, maybe? Um, and I don't think he'll ever get the chance again to crack Tyrod Taylor's punctured lung. But um, just a crazy situation. Herbert will be the starter for the foreseeable future. I actually think this is probably better for the um, Chargers offense as a whole. I think it's better for Keenan Allen. I think it's better for Austin Eckler. We'll get to that later for sure. Uh, KJ Hamler. That's the Broncos' rookie receiver. I think he was a third or second round pick. The team said he's going to have a bigger role with the what, now that Cortland Sutton is gone. I don't know if you can trust the second receiver on a team led by Jeff Driscoll right now, but definitely look out for him. He's someone that's very talented and just very like he has very big playability on any time he touches the ball. Do you have any interest in KJ Hamler? Well, not until Drew Lock comes back. But once Drew Lock comes back, he's one of those guys where. 
I'm not sure he's going to be a reliable option because well, I, I love him as a prospect coming in. His route running is not quite as polished as you want it to be. Um, <laughs> but he's like a big play guy, kind of like in the Tyreek Hill mold. And he has upside to get like a 70-yard touchdown any week in any matchup because he has a, he has a blazing speed. Okay, Tevin Coleman out four weeks on the IR. Um, so Jared McCann, we talked about him yes or on Tuesday's show, where you he should have been one of your first waiver options. Yep. Is Jeff Wilson Jr. another guy who you can start this week in a pinch with all the running back injuries? I mean, he's had value in the past years when the starting running backs get hurt in San Francisco. What do you think? And also, Nick Mullins is going to start, so maybe they run the ball like 40 times. Yeah. With the... With Jeff Wilson, I just the volume is not going to be there for this week. As much as I like him as a player, he's usually involved in the red zone, so he has touchdown upside. But unless you're in like a 16-team league, where that's like kind of what you got with all these injuries, I it's just it's really hard to trust someone that's not involved in the passing yeah. game and doesn't have consistent workload. McKinnon though, he should be he's like a low-end RB2, high-end flex for this week. He's involved in the passing game and. It's a pretty good matchup against the Giants, so I expect them to get one or two touchdowns as well. well. Would you start Jeff Wilson Jr. or the newly acquired New York Giant, Devonta Freeman? I would lean towards Freeman, but preferably start neither until we see kind of what it, the split looks like. I'm not sure Wilson's ever going to be someone I want to start, especially once the other guys start coming back. And for Freeman, he has shown ability to be a pass catching back in the past, but Deion Lewis is still there. He's a pass catcher. They have Wayne Gallman still, so until we see the split in New York, and especially because Freeman's been there for like two days, like I want to see what it looks like before I end up trusting that. But if you have Freeman on your bench, definitely like don't be too concerned if he doesn't do a whole lot this week. Okay, and then just quick by yourself, Josh Allen, who's been going off lately, he's currently the number three quarterback, my uh, my guy for this season. Does he end the year, the year as a top five quarterback? What do you think? I think he's he's on the fringe of that. What I'll say is, I think he probably does. But do I think he's a top five quarterback the rest of the way, not including these first two weeks? That's where it gets a little dicey. Because Mahomes has not been a top five quarterback through two weeks. Lamar Jackson has not been a top five quarterback through two weeks. I expect those two to be in that top five mix. I think Kyler Murray's locked in as a top five quarterback. I think Russell Wilson's locking as a top five quarterback. And then you're trying to start splitting hairs between guys like Dak Prescott, uh, Josh Allen, maybe like Aaron Rodgers if he continues on this tear that he's on. So I think he's in that mix. I think I give him the edge, even for the rest of the season. He does have the Patriots twice the rest of the way, which is a little bit concerning. But He plays the Patriots in Week 16, your championship week. Right, so that's concerning. But I will say is just the rushing floor, this guy is just – throwing the ball a ton the volume is just there the offense kind of just is him at this point and i just you're starting every single week and you're feeling pretty good about it i don't care about the matchup at this point until we see otherwise okay and then i want to take you through a few uh like our guy calvin ridley or Devonte adams rest of season <sighs> i would probably go with Devonte adams um calvin ridley or Michael Thomas rest of season? Ridley, because he's healthy. Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones rest of season? 
I've been thinking about this a lot the other day. Or like just I was like would I if I had the opportunity to trade Ridley for Julio Jones, would I do it? I don't think I would. Like do I th- I probably would guess that Julio Jones is going to have a, a better rest of the season, but Ridley's just been so amazing and I if you if you have him, you can't trade him away for his teammate. Right. You can't. I don't think you I don't think he's tradable right. No, now. he's not. I don't think he's tradable. Yeah. All right. Well, those are some fun questions that I just had on my mind and I wanted to see your take on them. Um I just got offered a trade while we're on the show and we were talking about it earlier. Christian McCaffrey on my team. I got offered Miles Sanders and Darius Slayton. What do you think about that trade? Um, That's tough. Because if you right. have McCaffrey, it, let's like, get if you, into if you, the matchups like this week without McCaffrey. So Thursday night game, like, Dolphins you, at like, if you Jaguars. Feel like you can withstand Jaguars have him. the negative three line. I would hold on to if you can. Stash, but for a lot of teams, I know it's not the case. And you might like have to take less value if you're going to survive. I think two and with Miles Sanders is heavily involved in this um, offense. Darius Slayton's love upside. So I think it's something you have to consider. But it depends on the situation. DJ Chark is questionable. He missed practice today with a chest and back injury. He's still expected to play. Do you have full confidence in DJ Chark if he's like playing even without practicing this week? I think this is a matchup where he'll have success. But here's what I'll say. Going into this season, Miami was kind of a team where I was like, they're probably like a 6-10 and 10 team. I don't think they're great. But their strength has been in their secondary. With guys like Byron Jones, Xavier and Howard, their first, round, or, yeah, first or second round rookie, Noah Igbenogany. And so I've always been like scared of their pass defense, which is why I was a little scared off Josh Allen this past week. But what I'm seeing is that they just they're just struggling overall on defense. They can't get a And Byron Jones is hurt. He's hurt. They can't get a consistent yeah. pass rush with any of their guys. And their linebacking core is not doing great either. So I'm gonna stop fading quarterbacks against the Dolphins. And I love Minshew and I like all of his targets. So that includes his number one target, DJ Chark, and if you have him, I think with all these injuries, you kind of have to play him. So. Yeah. All right. Um, and then I have Gardner Minshew in a, a few of my DFS lineups. I like him a lot this week. Um, if DJ Dark does not play, I think Keelan Cole is a full go. Like, I really like – he's been that most targeted guy on the team with DJ Dark in the lineup. I think you can start Keelan Cole in all phases of your team if you have – if DJ Hart doesn't play, um, James Robinson is in your lineup for sure. He's looked great and he's been on the field for many snaps. What do you think about that situation? Yeah, he's just getting his snap share is off the charts right now. And then one more guy I'll add because I think you're starting James Robinson in the flex if you have him because he's with all these injuries. I think most teams definitely have to. But LaVisca Chenault, I mentioned him these past couple weeks. Keep an eye on this guy. He, they're getting the ball in the running game. They're throwing the ball in these short passes. A lot of like, just, they, they want the ball in his hands. Last week he had 37 rushing yards and 31 receiving yards. Um, I expect him to just continue to be involved. Just a, a great athlete. And I don't know if I'm ready to start him this week. I don't think I am. I think I have better options in most of my leagues. But I really like the upside he has for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, and he got like five rushes yeah. last week too. On the Dolphins side, Fitzpatrick's another guy I think you can start for sure. Um, Miles Gaskin is the starting running back for the Miami Dolphins, and he had seven catches last week. I think you can start Miles Gaskin as like a low-end flex with the, the thin running back outlook right now. I think you might 
Some teams might have to. Yeah. I have one guy in one of my leagues traded for the waiver spot to acquire Miles Gaskin. <laughs> I, like, where are where are we right now if Miles Gaskin is a top twenty five running back? It, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, they paid Jordan Howard and they traded for Matt Breda and Lynn Bowden Jr. and Miles Gaskin is their starting running back. Um, and then do you want to get into the receiving core for the Dolphins? Yeah. So. There's definitely health concerns with both Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. I think Preston Williams is healthy, though, but he's been struggling. And Mike Gesicki, he looks really, really good. Uh, yeah. Last week, eight catches, buck 30, one or two touchdowns. I think it was one touchdown. But Yeah, and a monster one-handed catch. That was crazy. It's like, he just, like, and we know this about him. He has a freakish athletic profile. He's, like, top, like, the 99th percentile every single statistical measurement that quantifies in a tight end's like physical abilities like he's just he's a freak and yeah the jaguars not a good defense not a good pass defense not a good linebacking core not a good safety unit they're gonna be giving up a ton of points i love this matchup i think there's gonna be a lot of just a lot of scoring and i love targeting tight ends in high scoring matchups and Gesicki, he's just a heavily involved part of this offense. I don't, I, I don't think he's touchdown dependent. I think he can get you there, even if he doesn't score a touchdown. I think he probably gets like seven catches, maybe eighty yards, and then if he adds a touchdown or two, he could be probably top three or four tight end of the week. So I yeah, love Gesicki this week. That. He's my start of the week, and just and and if you can pick him up on waivers, by all means, like do that if you can. Okay. Uh, Sunday morning game, Bears at Falcons. This is going to be a pretty good game, too. Um, two, one team that's 0-2, another team that's 2-0. But it'd be difficult for you to guess which team is 2-0 and which team is 0-2. <laughs> um, is Trubisky viable in this game against a very poor Falcons defense? I mean, you're probably starting Allen Robinson. I mean, you must start Allen Robinson, even though he's had two poor performances. Um, but can you start Trubisky, his quarterback? I, first of all, no. I don't think so. And the thing is that last week... People have the same question because they're playing the Giants. And Trubisky had just led that amazing comeback against Lions. Everyone's like, oh, fourth quarter Trubisky. Trubisky's back. He's great. And last week they put up 17 points on the Giants. That's kind of what you get from Trubisky. He's not a good quarterback. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm not going to trust him no matter what matchup he's in. But if you are going to play Trubisky, this is the place to do it because the Falcons' pass defense is just absolutely miserable right now and they've been getting a bunch of high scoring games but i i i, I like a lot of other guys more than trubisky this week yeah and then i think that david montgomery's a must start he looked great last week Tariq cohen should be out of your lineups on the atlanta side you can start all three receivers in my opinion even though the bears the bears defense is like the best defense they've played thus far they're just a pass-heavy team. I think you can start Gage, Ridley, and Jones if you're pressed to start a guy. I don't think you have to start Gage, but I think it's a fine start. He, like, Gage has scored both games, and he's getting a lot of targets. It's not the worst start at all. Um, Matt Ryan, I don't think you can bench Matt Ryan. He's been great through two weeks. And then Todd Gurley is someone that, like, you might be forced to start just because of how thin the running back outlook is right now, but it's not very pretty. He's kind of getting replaced by the backups who aren't very good on like these downs that are crucial so Todd Gurley's not in a great place right now is there anything you want to touch on with the Falcons I first of all I think if you have Julio Jones Calvin Ridley matchup does not matter they're in your lineups Russell Gage though I don't like him this week I much prefer Hayden Hurst the Bears have been struggling 
all of last year and so far this year against tight ends. And I was off Hurst for week one because he was going against Jamal Adams. And Jamal Adams has a very lengthy history of taking away tight ends. And But last week, Hurst was good. Like, he was very good against the Cowboys. And I think he is the third option in this offense. I don't think it's Gage. Gage can score a touchdown. He can get you there. But Hurst, he's being overlooked because of that poor week one performance. But he was good last week. He's involved. And I think he's someone that I am putting in a decent amount of DFS lineups when I'm not putting in Gesicki. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on to Rams at Bills. Uh, Bills are projected to win by two and a half. I think the Rams might have a chance in this game to win to win this. I think this is going to be a great game. I think the over under is pretty good at forty seven and a half. I don't see it going that. Oh, I don't think, see it going over that. Two decent defenses. Um, Josh Allen must be in your lineup. There's no reason for you to bench him right now with the way that he's been playing. Um, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. It's a murky situation. I think you're fine starting Singletary. He's not going to have a huge game, but if you need a consistent 10 to 12 points, he's not your worst option. Um, Stephon Diggs has looked great. We both apologized to Stephon Diggs <laughs> about how, how we, we, we had to at this point. We didn't realize how much passing volume would be here, and Stephon Diggs is going to be in your lineup against not the. I mean, he's probably going to get Jalen Ramsey, but you just can't bench Stephon Diggs right now, right? right? And then John Brown. Do you think John Brown is in your lineup? It, it, he could be. He played great last week. I think he can be. He's not someone I'm like actively putting in my lineups. I'm not playing him in DFS. I don't think I have him in any of my teams. But I think this is a decent matchup for him. And I'm just waiting to be proved wrong by Josh Allen. And I don't think it's going to happen. Because the the pass volume is just ridiculous. And Because last year, Josh Allen was like supporting one top 20 receiver with John Brown. Yeah. This year... With this kind of volume, that can support two top fifteen receivers. No, like, like just that volume in itself. I don't think Josh Allen, the talent, can do that, but the volume can. And John Brown, yeah, play him if you have him, if you want him. Like, I, I, yeah. I have no issues with that at all. On the Rams side, I don't think you can play Jared Goff, even though he had a great game against the Eagles. Yeah. He should be out of your lineup. I dropped him for Fitzpatrick to start Fitzpatrick, um, in one of my leagues, and then. The running back situation, both Brown and Akers are day-to-day, and Daryl Henderson is right down on the starter. Daryl Henderson had 20 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown last week. But, I mean, if Akers and Brown miss, I don't think Daryl Henderson's the worst play. But if they both, but if all three of the guys play or two of the three guys play, you cannot play any of these running backs against a very tough Bills defense. Yeah. I think Woods is definitely in your lineup. Higby's got to be in your lineup coming off of a three-touchdown game. And then, how do you feel about Cooper Cup? Not two subpar Cooper Cup performances, except if he was 5 for 81. If he scores a touchdown last game, you're very happy with that. 5 for 81 is not a terrible uh, line at all. But can you play Cooper Cup in this game? I am I have no issues with Cooper Cup. I would play him if I have him. I think Woods is going to see a lot of Tredavious White. And I think Cooper Cup is going to see whoever their slot corner is. I don't think it's – it might be like Levi Wallace. I'm not exactly sure who it is. So I like that matchup for Cooper Cup. Especially like across the middle, that's where the Bills' defense is weakest. Um, the Bills give up a lot of big; or they don't give up a lot of big plays because of their safety tandem of Micah Hyde and Jordan Foyer. But they tend to kind of just like give up short intermediate plays throughout the like down the field, and that's kind of what Robert Woods and Cooper Cup have made their living on. So the matchup feels pretty good for the Rams' offense. The, the Bills' defense is going to play into what the Rams want to do, 
and I see a lot of the volume this week going to those two receivers, so I like them both. All right, Washington at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Browns are projected to win by seven points. Ridiculous. That's a crazy line for a team. like We like the Washington football team here on Bet the Nerds Fantasy Show, and I think this is going to be a very good game. Uh, uh, over under 45, this is one of the lower ones on the week. There's a lot of high over-unders on this week. Um, on the Washington side, I think Antonio Gibson is going to be in your lineup this week with the thin running back position. I, he scored a touchdown last week. I think he's finally solidified his role as a starter. Peyton Barber had one carry last week. That's definitely what you want to see if you're Antonio Gibson owner. Antonio Gibson's much more talented. I think that they're going to be able to move the ball fine against the Browns. It's not going to be great, but if they get it going early, you should be okay with that performance. You're not playing Dwayne Haskins yet. No. Um, Terry McLaurin must start. Yep. He Even with Denzel Ward, a very, very fast receiver, Terry McLaurin's going to be great. He's... He was great last week. He can always turn it on, and he always has that big playability, so he should definitely be in your lineup. Uh, there's not really anything else to touch on, except Logan Thomas had, has had 18 yeah. targets through two weeks. If He's not the worst start at tight end at no. all. Um, on the Brown side, don't start Mayfield. Um, I think we talked about Jarvis Landry on the last show. He might not even be on your roster anymore. I don't like him in this game either. Yeah. Just the upside is capped. Odell's good coming off that last matchup. And then Chubb and Hunt are probably both in your lineup. Is there anything else you want to touch on here? I think the thing to watch in this matchup is going to be the Browns' offensive line against the Washington defensive line. We saw last year and early in this year, when Baker Mayfield gets like a ton of pressure on him, he just he struggles. And his whole offense struggles. When he's right. protected and he gets like kind of sit back there, pat the ball, make his throws down the field to Odell, this team looks at, like they can be anyone. But this Washington defensive front is like a top three defensive front in the NFL. And I'm worried about that going into this matchup from the Browns. So I think if that Washington unit can get to Baker Mayfield, this could be a very low-scoring game. And at least for DFS purposes and probably like just for fantasy in general, this is a game I kind of want to avoid unless I have one of the premier options in this game. Right, like McLaurin or Odell yeah. or Nick Chubb. But... I actually put in my about the nerds bargain uh, value play uh, article as Washington football team as my defense yeah. because I think that their defensive line will get pressure on Mayfield, forcing him to make mistakes. Titans at Vikings, uh, forty-eight and a half over under, two and a half. Vikings are Vikings are favored to win this game. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't agree with that. But my start of the week, Ryan Tannehill going up against this already torn apart Vikings defense. Um, teams are stacking the box against Derrick Henry and forcing Tannehill to throw the ball, and he's doing a great job at it. I think A.J. Brown will be back, so you can start A.J. Brown. Corey Davis is a guy that I think you're just going to keep starting because he's been playing pretty well through two weeks, and this is, again, the thing is, like, the Vikings have two good safeties, but other than that, and, and Anthony Barr's out, other than them and Eric Kendricks, this defense is pretty, pretty weak, so you're, I think you're fine starting, obviously fine starting Derrick Henry, I have no worries about the last matchup. Um, and then all the options on the Titans, I think, are pretty viable. Johnny Smith as well. Um, what do you think about the Viking side of the ball? I think this game has potential to be the slowest paced game of the entire week. I think both teams really want to run the ball, grind the clock as much as they can, take care of the ball, not take a bunch of risks. I think whichever team can build the early lead is going to be in control in this game. For the Viking side, you're not playing Kirk Cousins. 
whatsoever. He has looked just awful, especially last week. He didn't look great in week one, even though his stats were good. He didn't look great. I think you have to play Adam Thielen, though. Thielen, he's getting a ridiculous 53% of his team's air yards. Wow. Which is just like, that's probably not sustainable, but it just goes to show he is the option in the passing game for the Vikings. Last week was a down week for him, but it was a down week for the entire Vikings team. So I still like Thielen. I think he's a kind of a buy-low candidate. You're obviously playing Dalvin Cook, and then I don't trust like Irv Smith or Kyle Rudolph. So it's kind of just those two guys for the Vikings you're playing, and that's yeah. about it. Um, Raiders or Raiders at Patriots, yeah. Patriots favored by negative by six points. I bet on the Raiders last week and won the bet <laughs> against the Saints. I think it's a vi- I think this is going to be a very good game. Raiders are a good team. That's that was your call. I'll give you credit for that. But uh, there are some good options in this yeah. game. I mean, Josh Jacobs has to be in your lineup, even with this good Patriots defense. Darren Waller, I think he's probably in your lineup, coming off a Beastie Boy week. Um, no Derek Carr. Brian Edwards looked very good. I don't. I think you can wait on Brian Edwards because he gets Gilmore, and maybe he gets dropped by some uh, owners in your league. But I think that Brian Edwards' rest of the season is a pretty good option. His rugs playing. They're, Ruggs is playing, but Brian Edwards looked like he was Carr's first read. Ruggs got like two or three deep balls and was he like to me, Ruggs is more like a deep not like a decoy option, but definitely like like he won them that game because he drew the pass right. interference. But he only had one catch. But he's always like he's always the just the fear of Henry Ruggs tearing up defenses is there. So that's great. That opens up the field for Josh Jacobs. On the Patriots side of the ball, Cam Newton is a must start. Julian Edelman's a must-start. I think Nikhil Harry is a pretty good play in this game. I have him in a few DFS lineups. He had seven catches last week. If Newton throws the ball with the same volume that he threw, even a little less volume, I think that Nikhil Harry and even Demir Bird are not the worst options. Yeah, going back to the Raiders side, I think Josh Jacobs is probably going to be... He's going to be top five running back this week. I think it's almost guaranteed. And that's just because... The Patriots defense, they run four defensive linemen, like one or two linebackers, and like five or six people in the secondary. They they, yeah. they do that to take away the pass, and they tend to struggle against teams that are great running the ball. And this Raiders team has like a top three offensive line. Jacobs is amazing. So I expect Raiders to have a lot of success on the ground. Waller is someone I have on quite a few teams actually this year. I liked his value a lot going into drafts. But I'm nervous about this matchup just because I think he's going to see a lot of the safeties for New England. He's going to see a lot of McCourty. He might see even a little bit of, like, I don't know, uh, like even Stephon Gilmore if he like if it's a heavy set. I don't know. It, yeah. it's, the Patriots are very good against uh, pass catchers, like lead pass catchers. Belichick takes away teams' top options. So I'm nervous about Waller, but I think in for most teams you have to start him. Yeah. And then for the Patriots side, you said it. Cam, the volume is insane in the passing game. He looks amazing. And I'm not sure I'm ready to start, like, Michelle yet. Uh, mm, that, no. that, that seems a little bit iffy. I wouldn't want... Michelle, Michelle had seven carries for 19 yards. You can't start yeah. Michelle. The only running back you're starting is Cam Newton. Right. Uh, I wouldn't start Harry or Bird for this week. I want to see more. But Edelman, he's a focal point in this offense. He had eight for 173 last game. I don't expect that again. But yeah. the Raiders are vulnerable to the pass, vulnerable to the slot. Um, 
so I, I like Edelman. I will say, if James White's back, which I think he is, the Raiders really struggle against pass-catching running backs. Kamara just torched them last week. So James White, if he plays, if he's a full go, uh, I know he had a tragic loss last week, but I think he's back now. Uh, he looks like a great option as well. All right, Niners at Giants. This is the lowest over-under of the week, 41.5. Niners with Nick Mullins are favored by four. Um, we talked about it in last or yesterday's show, Tuesday's show, sorry. Jarek McKinnon, in your lineups for sure. Um, that Other than George Kittle, that might be the only piece you're starting on the San Francisco yeah. side. It's kind of gross with Nick Mullins, at quarterback. Do you want to touch on the Giants side yeah. real quick? So I think this is the most underrated matchup of the day. 41.5 seems a bit low. This Niners defense is very depleted. We know they lost Buckner in the offseason to the Colts. Now Nick Bose is out for the season with ACL. Solomon Thomas out for the season with ACL. Sherman's banged up. Uh, the, the linebackers are still good for this team. They still have a lot of defensive weapons. But I'll say, now with Saquon Barkley out, Daniel Jones, I really like him this week, especially in DFS where his price is like 5500 very low. Uh, like The Niners' secondary is not very good. It's not the strength of their team. Their defense is built around that, that like infamous D-line, which is now banged up. I think the Giants might have a lot of success. I don't think they win the game. I think the Niners control the game on the ground. Uh, I still, I think Nick Mullins is a viable quarterback, but I kind of like some of these Giants options. I'm not ready to start Freeman or like Deion Lewis yet until I see the split. But Daniel Jones, I just got a lot of volume for him. He still. I mean, he should have all the time in the world. D Ford, Nick Bosa, right. and Solomon Thomas all missing the game. Right. So, like, even though this Giants offensive line isn't the isn't terrible, they should still be able to hold off the the 49ers backups. Um, is that all you want to talk about with the Giants? Is there anything else? Yeah, you want to cover? I, 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 that's it. I love Daniel Jones. He's my start of the week at quarterback. I know you don't have to start him in a lot of leagues. Like you have like Kyler Murray, like whatever quarterback you have. But if you need like a, a waiver pickup for this week, one that, especially like a two quarterback league too, where like all the top options are off the board. Daniel Jones is a guy I like this week a lot. Yeah, and then last note, Golden Tate and Darius Slayton are two good options because Sterling Shepard is going to miss the game. I think you can play Evan Ingram as well. Um, like I think Darius Slayton is definitely an upside option with Sherman out. Um, Tate as well in the slot. I, I, like, I just think that like even with the low over-under, one of those two guys is going to have a touchdown and going to torch... I think Akella Witherspoon is going to miss the game as well. I, I might yeah, be wrong about so that, Yeah, there's so many injuries. It's ridiculous for the Niners. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Bengals at Eagles. Eagles, both 0-2 teams. Eagles favored by 5.5, 46 over-under. On the Eagles side, I I think you can play Carson Wentz. It's like, I mean, I said it with a shaky voice. He shouldn't be your first option. He's probably a top 15 quarterback on this week, and you hopefully have a better option but if you really still believe in it, then go for it. Miles Sanders is locked and loaded top yep. 10 running back this week. He had 20 carries for 95 and a touchdown last week, and he's always involved in the passing game. We both love Miles Sanders this week. No wide receiver starts for the nope. Eagles. <laughs> and then Goddard is my start of the week, but I also really like Zach Ertz. Yep. It just was a value play, and I think you can play both of them. Bengals side, what do you think about Joe Burrow? Would you take, this is a great question, Burrow or Carson Wentz in this game? Oh, Burrow. Burrow, okay, let's talk about the Bengals side real quick. What do you think? So, I've been kind of harping throughout the offseason. The Eagles, they're, first of all, their linebacking core, 
I can't name like most of the players. I can name like Nathan Gary. I think is one of the guys. But like, they're bad. Their defensive front is decent. Fletcher Cox is still good. They have pieces on the back end. Darius Slay is aging, but he's still like solid. But like other than that, Jalen Mills isn't good. Rasul Douglas isn't good. Like, how does Jalen Mills still start on an NFL team? Because he got moved to safety and he's still bad there. So there you go. So all right, keep going though. So I expect Burrow to have a lot of success. Like Dwayne Haskins looked good against the Eagles. Uh, obviously, Jared, and Jared, Jared Goff, Goff looked good yeah. against Eagles, too. I Burrow torched the Browns last week. I know it was, some of it was garbage time, but he looked great. I he just This this Bengals offense has a lot of sneaky potential. Mixon has not been effective. The Eagles are great against the run, so I expect most of the Bengals' production to be from Joe Burrow. And he's not turning the ball over. He doesn't look like a rookie when he's out there. So he this, this is a matchup where I'm like, sure. In a, in a week where there's a lot of tough quarterback matchups, this is one that I'm a big fan of, and I'm starting him in one of my super flex leagues. I think we need to talk about Drew Sample. CJ Uzama went down. He's out for the for a very long period of time, and Drew Sample was their second-round tight end from last year, and he looked really good, and Burrow has found some comfort in throwing the tight end position. I think that Sample isn't your first like priority at tight end this week, but definitely someone you should keep an eye on. Tyler Boyd is a locked-and-loaded top 25 receiver this week. AJ Green... It's been tough. He just looks a step slow. It's been really tough. I don't think you can play no. him. I think Slay, like, he hasn't been great, but he will lock up AJ Green just because AJ Green just looks a step slow, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely Boyd is the is a good play. Um, let's move on. Texans at Steelers. Steelers, negative uh, four favorites in this game. 45 over under. James Conner, it's just like a hot and cold, and you probably have to start James Conner coming off of last week. He won the job back. He looked healthy. This is a poor Texans defense. J.J. Watt questionable for the game, too. So I think James Conner is in your lineup. But we don't want to jinx it. We don't want Benny Snell to start playing. It's just so tough. Um, Deontay Johnson is the number one option on the Steelers. We saw it through two weeks. He has 23 targets through two weeks. Eight catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown last week. He's locked and loaded. I love him for DFS this week, too, at the very cheap price of, like, 5400 What else? Who? What other pieces do you think you can play on the Steelers? Deontay Johnson is he's getting the targets. He's getting the air yards. Ben Roethlisberger seems to trust him, even after a couple slip-ups in the first couple weeks. He, he likes him. I think if you have Juju, you're still playing Juju. He's someone that, if, if, you have a, like if he has a good week this week, I might try to trade him just because... He looks like the second option, and then going forward, Chase Claypool is going to be more involved as the season goes as the season goes on. And next year, I'd be kind of surprised if Juju's on the Steelers because I think they're going to be rolling really? with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool as their two guys, and Juju might find himself as the odd man out if he doesn't want to be the, the third wow. option. So yeah, and if he doesn't, if he wants that big money, because you know he will. right. So I, yeah. I still like Juju for this week. You can play him. I think he has a decent chance to get a touchdown, but. I don't know, but obviously you're, start, you're starting yeah. Connor, and that's kind of it for the Texans. Besides the other guys I mentioned, well, you mean the Steelers on the Texan side? Yeah. Can you start anybody? I don't even want to start Deshaun Watson. But right. I think you can start David Johnson. Not not okay. with a whole lot of confidence, but he's in, enough involvement in the passing game where I think he can at least get you there. And it's, it's hard to find an option with more floor than David Johnson. I think he can still score a touchdown or two. But I don't want to start Will Fuller. I don't want to start Brandon Cooks, Kiki Cutie, Randall Cobb. 
Darren Fells. It just I don't like. Uh, Will Fuller already has a hamstring injury too, so you don't want to play that roulette card. Right. I don't want to start any of those. Guys. Um. Yeah. Moving on. Jets at Colts. Ugh. <sighs> wow. Suck. Jets suck. Forty-four and a half over under, and the Colts are projected to win by eleven. How many points are the are like the the Jets afforded in this game? Like ten. It's not pretty at all. Here's what I'll say. I'll, it's not. I, I, I like think this game 40. hits the over, and the Colts win 45-0. Really? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taylor's top three running back this week. Yeah. Um, he's gonna have maybe 30 carries. I think you can. Pl- I think you can play Naheem Hines in this game. Yeah. Like, well. I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be a very run-heavy game script. I think, especially if they're up by like 15 points, that's kind of when Hines gets played out of the game. If he's involved early, he'll be good, but I'd be nervous yeah. about him being played out. Okay, it's just like the running back position is very thin, right? right. He might be your only option. Um, Phillip Rivers, I don't want to play him, even though it's a plus matchup. T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> like, what's your concern level on T.Y. Hilton right now? I didn't draft him at all, but he... I don't know. I just don't know what to make of him. Like, is he playing well? I don't... I can't really tell. Is he getting open? He dropped a 50-yard touchdown. Maybe. Yeah, so... I don't. He's not someone I like. Want to start if I have him. I'm not playing him in DFS, but again, there's just, there's a ridiculous amount of injuries right now, so you might just have to play him. As bad as it sounds, I don't know. I think Paris Campbell's out for multiple weeks now. I think is what I heard. So maybe Michael Pittman's an option. I don't think you want to start him this week, but definitely keep an eye out. I think that there's enough guys on this Colts team in the passing game where Hilton's not going to get like the Adam Thiel, Adam Thielen level volume. And they're running the ball a ton, so I don't like Hilton in this matchup. Taylor's kind of the only guy I really like, even though I expect them to have a great game as a team. All right. We're not going to talk about the Jets side because there is nobody you're playing on the Jets. Right, Well, No, you're not playing anyone. You're not... I okay. like Chris Herndon, but he's going to be against Darius Leonard, Bobby, Ober... Bobby Okariki, Anthony Walker, a great linebacking group. I don't like it. Ugh, this yeah. is gross. All right, on to the afternoon slate. Panthers at Chargers. Justin Herbert starting. I have Austin Eckler as my start of the week. Austin Eckler, they, they ran the ball 44 times last week against the Chiefs. Yeah. How many times do you think they're going to run it this week? Maybe 60? <laughs> and Austin Eckler get, can get 20 of those carries. And is also, Justin Herbert loves to throw the ball to the running back position. It's not on the same level as Phil Rivers, but we saw him do it at Oregon for four years. And he's going to keep doing that. Austin Eckler is his favorite target right now. Austin Eckler is going to line up all over the field and be complete. Like he's going to be such a problem for this Panthers young defense. I love Austin Eckler this week. I think you can start Josh Kelly yep. with confidence this week. He's probably also going to get twenty plus carries and going to get the red zone work. So I like both those options. I think Keenan Allen is a good start this week too. Like Keenan Allen looked much better with um, Justin Herbert on the field, and this is a very young and unexperienced. Uh, inexperienced Panthers defense. I think Keenan Allen's a good start. Hunter Henry, another good start. I think all four of those guys are decent. Do you think you can start Justin Herbert, though? <sighs> I'm not ready to go there yet. But all I right. will say it's close, though. he looks good. His, his, his rushing upside was pretty... It was inspiring as uh, like for fantasy. So then going forward, if, if this continues, what he did last week continues, he's definitely going to be a viable option going forward. Not ready yet, even though it's a good matchup. And then for the Panthers side, it's kind of hard to figure out who to trust. I think you can trust Mike Davis as the top RB. You can play him. I don't want to play Teddy Bridgewater. DJ Moore kind of has to be in your lineups. The volume is just there for him. He had 8 for 120 last week. 
that's kind of what I expected a lot this year. Just a lot of targets, a lot of receptions, a lot of yards. And even with, now with McCaffrey gone, right? He, I think DJ Moore is even better. Right. The concern is like, and it's always been the concern. Why can't he get the end zone? I don't know. Please just give this man a red zone target for his life. <laughs> but I still like him. Curtis Samuel. I don't want to play him, but it'll be interesting to see how much he's involved in the rushing game. He he's played running back in his previous career at Ohio State, so. Definitely watch that. Maybe he takes a couple carries away from Mike Davis. And then Robbie Anderson, you might just play him. I think you have to play him, even though he's probably going to get Chris Harris, which is not a great matchup. But you probably have to play him. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any... I I mean, I think there's a lot of good starts in that game, actually. Yeah. Uh, It might hit the over, which which is... The the line is 44. It'll probably hit the over. Um, But... Let's move on. Buccaneers at Broncos. Buccaneers are six-point favorites. 43-point over-under. Jeff Driscoll versus Tom Brady. Two goats battling. Um, I don't think you can play anybody outside of Melvin Gordon on the Broncos' side of the ball. Like, you're not going to trust any of these. Judy isn't... You could do... Actually, Noah Fant should be in your lineup. Let me scratch that. Noah Fant is a great tight end start. There's no way you can like bench him after his first two weeks and Jerry Judy if you need him in a pinch sure he is getting he's like gonna have a lot of targets but Melvin Gordon is the only one like that I'm really confident in on the Buccaneers side I really like this game for Chris Godwin and Mike Evans the Broncos secondary is depleted yeah like you saw it last week against the Steelers Deontay Johnson and Juju both had decent games and Chase Claypool was also very good too so I think that Godwin and Evans have great games um I don't think you can play Brady. And then Fournette has, I guess, won the starting job here after one slip-up from Ronald Jones. So he's probably in your lineup too. What do you think? Bruce Arians can just... I I don't know what to say. For all, <laughs> for all we know, it could be Keyshawn Vaughn getting all the carries this week. I don't know. but Well, no, because he doesn't trust the rookies. Well, maybe he's going to start. I don't know. You never know with Bruce Arians. Anyway, I think, I think in all seriousness, you can play Fournette. I think he, it's a solid matchup for him. I think you can't play Ronald Jones. Just can't trust that. Yeah. For the Denver side, I don't like Melvin Gordon though. I have him in a league, and I think I'm benching him. I, I have better options in that league, thankfully. But this Buccaneers off defense is just—they destroy running backs straight up. They destroy yeah. running backs dating back to the beginning of last year. They are the number one team against running backs. Nothing has changed so far this year. I. This offensive line for Denver is bad. Like, really, really yeah. bad. Depleted, and they weren't even good before they were depleted. So, I don't trust Melvin Gordon. If he returns value, it's going to be because he's involved in the passing game, which he is. But it's a scary matchup for him, man. Yeah. And the thing is, like, Carlton Davis also looks really good. Good young quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Shaq Barrett and Dominic Sue on that front line. So, it's tough sledding, um, definitely, for the Broncos. Moving on, Lions at Cardinals. Here, there's we're gonna go through the next four games. These over unders are definitely have a lot of room. This is a very high over under for me. I thought 55 and a half over under, tied for the highest on the week. Cardinals are given a five and a half line. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, they look great. They're in your lineup. Kenyon Drake, this is this is the breakout game. I'm calling it. This is the breakout game for Kenyon Drake. I think he has maybe two touchdowns. He's He got 20 carries last week, didn't turn into a great game, but they trust him. I think this is the big game for Kenyon Drake. Um, uh, that's basically it for the Cardinals. It, like 
where the ball goes is pretty consolidated between Murray, Drake, and Hopkins. On the Lions side, Kenny Galladay is back, so Ooh. he's definitely in your lineups. Thank God Kenny Galladay is back, finally. Yeah. But other than Kenny Galladay, do you have confidence with Marvin Jones and any of these running backs? Because the, it's definitely a committee. What do you think? I mean, the, the over-under says that you can play another piece other than Kenny Galladay. It's probably Matt Stafford. But what do you think? So I'm going to take a stand here, and I'm going to say you can play DeAndre Swift. Um, I know Peterson. How many carries did he get last week? I don't know. I don't have the stats pulled up. I know Peterson has been involved. He's been their leading rusher through these first two weeks. And everyone is now writing off DeAndre Swift's entire career because he dropped one pass in the end zone, as bad as it was. Stafford said in, in a post-game like, press conference, if he could do that again, he would. He would do the exact same pass, and he said that Swift would make that catch 99 times out of 100. So he believes in Swift. They drafted him in the second round for a reason. I think he's still their guy going forward. I think he's an amazing buy-low candidate. And in a high-scoring matchup where he has a decent chance to get a touchdown, I think he is the number one back in this offense. So besides Galladay and Stafford, it's actually Swift is, is the guy that I want. I will say the over-under really surprised me because this yeah. Cardinals defense has been amazing through two weeks. And For sure. I think there's two possible outcomes that I see in my mind. One is the Cardinals just destroy the Lions and it doesn't hit the over because the Lions just get held down the entire game. The other outcome is just kind of a shootout where the Cardinals lead the whole way and they win. I don't see the Cardinals losing this game, but I the overrunner is I'd be surprised if it got there. I'll say that. Yeah. All right. Cowboys at Seahawks. This is another fifty-five and a half overrunner. This game is going to be very fun to watch. Holy moly, yeah. Two high-powered offenses. Dak Prescott versus Russell Wilson. That'll be fun to watch. Um, you can play. Lockett, Wilson, Metcalf, Chris Carson, everybody on the Seahawks should be in your lineup that that feels comfortable. On the Cowboys side, <laughs> Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper are in your lineups. Ezekiel Elliott as well, but we don't really need to touch on that. Let's talk about Michael Gallup. Do we still have faith in Michael Gallup? I, I'm holding on for dear life. I want him to be good so badly. I believed in him all summer. I saw... Like, just the amazing progression throughout last year. He still looks good on the field. The eye test says this guy should be getting way more volume than he is. He's get, It feels like he's getting open and he's just not getting the ball. It's 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 tough to watch. I think if he if that offensive pass interference call doesn't get made in week one, we're having a different conversation about Gallup right now. Right, 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 right. Last week was a down week of two for, or like three for 58, something like that. So... Those were in two good matchups. He has another good matchup here. If he doesn't put it all together, if he doesn't have a good game in this week, then I'll be really concerned. But at least for now, I'm going ride to ride out Gallup one more week. Yes, and CeeDee CD Lamb looks great. He def, he's like a must-start now. Yeah. He's been great. Dalton Schultz is basically a trap play. I would avoid it just because he's going to get Jamal Adams yeah. and he's going to get locked up. So maybe that affords Michael Gallup more targets because Prescott's not going to want to throw at Jamal Adams. That's what I'm hoping for as a Gallup owner in many of my leagues. Yeah. But yeah, this is going to be a fun game to watch for sure. Tyler Lockett's my start of the week, and I think that that one will pan out. Um, Sunday night game, Packers at Saints. Saints are three-point favorites. I thought the Packers would be favored in this game, yeah. but it's a 52-point over-under. Michael Thomas is questionable, and he's projected to play. 
but he does have that high ankle sprain that is going to be uh, lingering for a long time. And I don't know, like you're going to play Michael Thomas if he plays, but I think we might have to temper our expectations. I don't think he runs a route more than seven yards. Right. He'll be great in PPR. Maybe he has 14 catches. It <laughs> looked like they needed him last week, but maybe he has 14 catches for like 85 yards. It's not going to be like a very high yardage game for Michael Thomas. Um, if he plays Alvin Kamara is the running back one right now in fantasy. Yep. Like Locked in. he's looked amazing through two weeks. And if you have him on your team, you're so happy. This is going to be another gr- great game for him. Um, Traquan Smith also looked very good. If Thomas misses again, Traquan Smith is a must start in my opinion, even if he gets Jerry Alexander on the outside. Um, and then Jared Cook as well should be in your lineups. You don't think so? No, I'm actually I'm scared of Jared Cook. I know that the matchup against the Blake Martinez, who cannot cover anything, is well. He's not on the Packers anymore. Sorry. Um, who is? It's Christian Kirksey now, right? Christian Kirksey yes. can also not cover anything. It doesn't matter. Whoever the Packers put linebacker, they cannot cover anybody. But <laughs> the matchup is enticing against Kirksey and against these other edge linebackers for the Packers. But I think that Cook is going to see a pretty healthy dosage of Darnell Savage if Thomas does not play. And, like, last week, Thomas didn't play. And Jared Cook had two catches for 18 yards. I mean, he had a touchdown. But, like, yeah, he wasn't involved. And that was a good matchup yeah. against the Raiders team. That is With no Michael Thomas. Right. And it, it, it was against the Raiders team where they're not great against the pass, as much as I like them. Yeah. And he was bad. So he's not a top option of this team. Kamara's the guy. I don't feel great about Jared Cook. Um, but I think Kamara, just, he is easily the RB1. And then for the Packers, Aaron Jones might be the RB2. Yeah. So Right, right, exactly. Um, or running back three behind Josh Jacobs, something right. like that. It's very close. Aaron Jones looked amazing. No fear of A.J. Dillon, no fear of Jamal Williams taking any snaps. Matt LaFleur's bought into Aaron Jones, and he looks great. I mean, Aaron Jones is in Kamara, very similar talented players. They play the same way a lot of the same the things they do the same way i think aaron jones might be the second best receiving back in the nfl now that mccaffrey's done yeah. um and barkley's done but if Devonte adams misses we were talking about it earlier lazard can be a, a fine play in my opinion and if adams plays then he's in your lineup as well and lazard's probably not in your lineup um and then aaron Rodgers is also a guy that you're probably just going to keep riding until uh, the buck stops yeah but Moving on to the last game of the week, Monday night game. This is the game of the week for sure. Probably the game of the year so far. Chiefs at Ravens. Probably the AFC Championship the people wanted uh, to see preview. Last year. Yes, that people wanted to see. Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. 54.5 over under. Probably going to hit the over. I was surprised that this wasn't on over 60. <laughs> uh, Lamar Jackson, this is it. You drafted him to be that guy, and this is where he has to be that guy, finally. Um, can you trust any of the running back options for the Ravens? Ingram was very good last game, but he only had nine carries. I don't know, because Gus Edwards had, like, ten carries. He was carries. a carry leader. He had ten carries last week. <laughs> Dobbins had, like, two. two. Like, but Dobbins had 48 yards. Right. I. It's a headache. I don't want to play any of the guys. Right. I wish I wish we knew what they were going to do. I wish John Harbaugh would say, we're going to give this player this amount, this player this amount, but obviously he's not going to do that. Right. So I'm not playing any of those guys. As much as I think at least one of them probably has a good game. Uh, 
But for the Ravens, I love Hollywood Brown this week. He is my start of the week by far. The Ravens have been in two blowouts so far. Hollywood's still been a decent option. He was great in week one for like 5 and 101. And last week he had like three for like 48, something like that. But if this game stays close, Hollywood Brown is going to be involved throughout the entire game. He looks just amazing on the field. The eye test says that this guy is a top 20 receiver. I think he is a top 10 play this week. If you have him, start him with absolute utmost confidence. I think yeah. that he has a very good chance to get like to break a long touchdown, and just that is just all the value he needs. And then everything else beyond that is gravy. And Mark Andrews is in lineup as well, yeah. even though he's uh, had a bad game. Um, but I agree with your comparison. He's Tyler Higby with a bigger name, right? For Mark Andrews, yeah, yeah. And then on the Chiefs side of the ball, Travis Kelsey in your lineup, Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, even though it's on a great matchup, he's in your lineup. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins went down. Do we have any love for McCole Hardman this week if Sammy Watkins misses the game? Not this week. But not, maybe not this, this week. is where maybe this is where McCole Hardman makes a stamp as the wide receiver too. I mean, I hope he does. He's more talented than Sammy Watkins. For, yeah, for his um, sake, I hope he does. But he is going to see either Marlon Humphrey or Marcus Peters all game long, and that is a very yeah. scary sight. Uh, yeah, I'm actually kind of nervous. I think the Ravens are going to win this game. I think they're going to win it. I think they're going to cover the spread. The Chiefs did not look great last week, as even though they beat the yes. Chargers. Very good Chargers defense. Yes, but, top five. In but the league. I think this Ravens defense, or th- this Ravens team as a whole, is the best team in the NFL right now. The deepest. Yeah, they don't have a lot of injuries at all. Um, I, I think it stays close because Mahomes is that good. I think Mahomes being that good makes Hardman viable. But it's kind of hard to figure out which Chiefs receiver to trust. I think you have to play Hill. You have to play Kelsey. I wouldn't play Hardman if I could avoid it, though. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode of Matchup Previews and Starts of the Week. I hope you guys enjoyed. We will see you next week. And I hope you guys win your matchups this week. See ya. All righty. Okay.